your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 396 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today we begin with the news that the Rangers have hired a pair of assistant coaches for this upcoming season, Mike Kelly and Gordon Murphy. We will also be talking a little bit about the trade rumors that have begun to swirl around Pavel Buchnevich. There's a lot of pros and cons to the situation, to the idea of potentially dealing Buchnevich. I'm a Buchnevich fan, but we'll get into that in a little bit as well. But we do have to start today, once again, talking about Mike Kelly and Gordon Murphy, each being hired as assistant coaches to serve under Gerard Gallant. Each of them has prior experience coaching under Gallant. And I just wanted to apologize to you guys real quick as well. What I've been doing this week is sort of working a day ahead. You know, I'll record Monday's episode on Sunday. I'll record Tuesday's episode on Monday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then just kind of set them live at midnight. And so as fate would have it, of course, I'm recording Monday's episode. I finish the episode. I'm feeling good about it. And then the news breaks that Mike Kelly and Gordon Murphy have been hired as Ranger assistant coaches. So we're kind of bringing you this news a day late. You know, it's Tuesday as I'm recording this, and this will be Wednesday's episode, but uh, better late than never. And like I said, you know, we got a lot to talk about with these two gentlemen being hired as assistant coaches. I think they're both quality hires. Uh, once again, they both have prior coaching experience with Gallant, everything else being equal. I definitely think that that's a good thing, but we'll kind of go one at a time here, talk about both of these gentlemen, and we will start with Mike Kelly. Now, when Gallant was first hired, you know, obviously we did a bunch of episodes covering that hiring, and it's something that I feel like the Rangers, they definitely made the right decision choosing Gerard Gallant of all the coaches that were out there. He was my top choice. But one of the things that we did was we briefly covered a couple of the different options as far as who the assistant coaches could be. And if you're just using common sense and connecting the dots and kind of tracing Gallant's coaching tenure, not just with the NHL, but with a couple of other leagues as well, you could probably come up with Mike Kelly as one of the prime candidates, if not the leading candidate, probably the leading candidate to become one of the New York Ranger assistant coaches because Kelly has basically been with Gallant for just about every stop of Gallant's head coaching career, the Columbus Blue Jackets notwithstanding in the early 2000s. But Kelly was with Gallant with the Florida Panthers. He was with Gallant with the Vegas Golden Knights. And obviously that coaching staff was very successful there. They won a lot of games in both of those stops. Kelly was also most recently with Gallant at the World Championships in Latvia just about a month or two ago. They were the coaches for Team Canada. Gallant was the head coach. Mike Kelly was an assistant coach. And Canada won the gold medal after starting that tournament, the, the round-robin portion of that tournament, 0-3. So obviously uh, they won together there. They also won together in the QMJHL 
Gallant was the head coach of the St. John Sea Dogs for four seasons in that league, and Mike Kelly was with him for all four of those seasons, and they won a Memorial Cup, which was given to the league champion in 2011 together, once again, with the St. John Sea Dogs of the QMJHL. But, I mean, Kelly, he's bounced around, you know, prior to kind of linking up with Gallant and basically becoming his right-hand man. Uh, he started his coaching career back in 1988 as an assistant coach with the OHL's London Knights. He was also the head coach of the OHL's Windsor Spitfires in 1994, and Kelly as a head coach of the UNB Varsity Reds of the Canadian Intercollegiate Athletic Union. He led them to a University Cup appearance in 1997 and then won the University Cup with the UNB Varsity Reds as their head coach in 1998, the following seasons. Uh, there's a lot more stops for Kelly along his career. I'm not going to run through every single last one of them, but you get the idea here. He's obviously been a coach for a long time. He's got a ton of experience, and a good chunk of that comes with Gerard Gallant, and this is just kind of the latest chapter of the two of them coaching together, once again, you know, taking over the New York Rangers, and this is interesting, too. According to an article by Larry Brooks, it sounds like Kelly will be the quote-unquote eye in the sky for two periods for the Rangers before joining the bench in the third period. I don't really know what that means. I can only assume it means that Kelly is going to be, you know, you hear eye in the sky. I assume it means Kelly will be watching the first two periods from a skybox, kind of getting like a bird's eye view. You can kind of see everything that's happening uh, from a good vantage point, and then I assume he can go down into the locker room, tell Gallant what he's seeing, and they can make adjustments as needed, and then uh, Kelly will join the bench for the third period, and I suppose for overtime as well for any games that go into overtime. But again, I, I think this is a really good hire for the Rangers, predictable though it may have been, because whether we're talking about the NHL or the QMJHL or the World Championships that just happened about a month ago, anywhere that Gallon and Kelly have been together, it seems like they tend to do pretty well. They win a lot of games, and we obviously keep our fingers crossed that that trend continues going into this next season. And I, for one, very happy to uh, kind of welcome Mike Kelly to the Ranger coaching staff and obviously wishing him continued success along with Gerard Gallant. And we will talk about Gord Murphy. That name probably sounds familiar to some of you guys. I will explain why in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, 
high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives. And if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so like I said, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about the hiring of Gordon Murphy as a Ranger assistant coach. But let me just say before we really kind of dive into that, I like the fact that the Rangers, you know, the front office, all the decision makers behind the scenes, they are allowing Gerard Gallant to go out and get his guys. Obviously, Kelly and Murphy both have prior experience as assistant coaches under Gerard Gallant. The Rangers aren't dictating who the assistant coaches are going to be like, well, we like this guy here. We like that guy there. So you're just going to have to make it work with these guys that we're giving you to be your assistant coaches. No, they're allowing Gallant to get his guys. And that might sound like common sense, but we've seen situations over the years, not really with the Rangers, but when you look around sports, every now and then there's a situation where, well, we need this guy, the the team will tell the coach, we need this guy to be the offensive coordinator, or we need this guy to be the bench coach. I mean, it does happen from time to time, but I like the fact that Drury and the rest of the Ranger uh, decision makers behind the scenes, they're allowing Gallant to get his guys, to put his guys in place, to allow him to put his best foot forward, roll into the season with the assistant coaches that he's comfortable with, and hopefully take this team to where it needs to go. Uh, So, points for the front office there. And as for Gordon Murphy, again, that name, it might sound familiar to you. And if it does, it's probably because he was part of that makeshift coaching staff that the Rangers basically had to throw together when David Quinn and his assistant coaches were in the COVID protocol last season. You had Chris Knobloch, as the acting head coach. Knobloch, by the way, still in his usual role as the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. It seems like he will definitely be in that position uh, this season coming up. And then you also had, at that time, that makeshift coaching staff. You had Chris Jury and Gord Murphy as the two assistant coaches, once again, when David Quinn and the usual Ranger coaching staff last season were in the COVID protocols. And for what it's worth, that makeshift staff that we just talked about, the one that included Murphy, they went four and two in six games uh, that they were coaching the team. And by the letter of the law, I don't think that that counts toward Chris Knobloch's coaching record in the NHL or Gord Murphy's assistant coaching record or anything like that, because they were acting coaches as opposed to interim coaches, those wins and losses technically went to David Quinn and his staff, which is strange, but I guess by the letter of the law, uh, that's just the way that it goes. Uh, But this time around, Murphy's not just going to make a quick cameo with this Ranger team on the Ranger bench. He will be a permanent fixture, once again, as the assistant coach. We mentioned that both Murphy and Kelly do have prior experience with Gallant. Murphy was with Gallant in Columbus all the way back to when uh, Gerard Gallant was the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets in the early 2000s for three seasons, or rather two and a half seasons, given that he was fired in the middle of season three. Uh, But Murphy was also with the Wolfpack as an assistant head coach this past season, and actually he's been in that position since August of 2019. He was also on the bench for the Rangers during the qualifying round against the Carolina Hurricanes during that crazy 2014 playoff tournament that we had last season. Obviously, COVID basically threw a monkey wrench into everything, including the Stanley Cup playoffs, and so they canceled the rest of the regular season. The Rangers get into the playoffs as an 11 seed, and the reason Murphy was there on the bench for that playoff series is because by that time, 
Lindy Ruff was no longer with the New York Rangers. He had accepted the Devils' offer to become their new head coach, and so the Rangers had an opening on their bench, and they put Gordon Murphy there uh, going into that playoff series, what turned out to be a short playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. But Murphy, currently 54 years old, he played 14 seasons in the NHL as a defenseman with the Flyers, Bruins, Panthers, and Thrashers, 862 career regular season games in the NHL, scored 85 goals, notched 238 assists. He was actually a ninth-round pick, so he kind of beat the odds to go on to have the career that he ended up having. Uh, Murphy has never been a head coach in the NHL or anywhere else, as far as I can gather, but he's been an assistant coach, once again, with the Blue Jackets, the Panthers, and the Flyers. The Flyers were his most recent stop. He was hired in 2014, fired in 2018, and Murphy is expected to handle the defense with the Rangers. So he's got a lot of intriguing pieces to work with. Obviously, Adam Fox is coming off of a Norris Trophy season, And you've got Ryan Lindgren, who's obviously kind of solidified his role and become a big-time part of the Ranger blue line. you got Jacob Truba, who, by all accounts, might be in the mix to be the next Ranger captain. Ke'Andre Miller's an exciting young player. The same can be said for guys like Zach Jones, Tarmo Reunanen, and we'll see if the Rangers bring in anybody else via trade or free agency. But there's a lot of fun pieces back there for Murphy to kind of work with. And he's also kind of in the Jacques Martin role. Martin was in charge of the defense and the penalty kill last season, but Martin was dismissed when Quinn was let go. And for what it's worth, the Ranger PK unit was ranked number 10 in the league last season, up from number 23 the year prior. So Murphy will be charged with at least keeping that unit with where it's at, if not improving it. Uh, There were guys who were kind of revelations on the penalty kill last season, guys like Mika Zibanejad, guys like Pavel Buchnevich, guys that you wouldn't even necessarily think would be out there for the penalty kill. And we'll see what Murphy looks to go with. You know, we got a couple of curveballs last season as far as the penalty kill is concerned under Jacques Martin because he went with some guys that, again, you wouldn't necessarily peg to be top penalty kill and we'll see what Murphy looks to do. Maybe he just kind of sticks with the guys who had success on the penalty kill last season, or maybe he throws uh, another couple of curveballs, and there's a couple of guys on the PK who we're not necessarily thinking about next season, but that'll be uh, a lot of fun to keep track of, obviously, throughout training camp and into the preseason and into the regular season, but again, uh, two really nice hires by the New York Rangers here, allowing Gerard Gallant to go out and get his guys. Uh, What I don't really know a whole lot about as it pertains to Mike Kelly and Gord Murphy is their personalities, you know, their coaching style. Are they player coach? Are they strict disciplinarians? Are they kind of old school? Do they look at the analytics at all? Uh, I'd be curious to kind of learn that as we go through the, uh, you know, the NHL calendar here. Like we said, training camp, preseason, regular season, we'll find out a little bit more about these guys and their style and how they kind of connect with players. Uh, But now that Murphy is no longer going to be with the Hartford Wolfpack, it does sound like Chris Jury and Chris Knobloch are actively working together to find a new assistant coach with the Hartford Wolfpack. That's kind of going to be the next domino to fall. And speaking of dominoes to fall, there are rumors that the Rangers are still looking for a third assistant coach who would effectively replace David Oliver. Oliver was in charge of the forwards and the power play this past season. It should be noted, however, that the Ranger power play was only ranked number 14 this past season. Now, that is better than average. There's 31 teams in the NHL this past year, but they dropped seven spots. They were ranked number seven in power play efficiency in 2019-2020. So they did take a little bit of a step back. And with this Ranger team, that should be one of the strengths. And we'll talk about, you know, going into next season, some of the things that I'm looking for from this Ranger team, you know, certain goals that I think this team should have. And one of them is definitely going to be a power play unit that ranks in the top 10. When you look at all the skill that this team has, both from guys that have been there for a while, you know, Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider, kind of the elder statesman of the Rangers, 
Artemi Panarin, one of the best players in hockey. Adam Fox, just a phenomenal two-way defenseman. He's always out there on the power play. Uh, Jacob Truba can certainly run point on the second power play unit. You got young guys like Kako and Lafreniere. I mean, this guy should be the absolute freaking limit for this power play unit. And I think, you know, going into next season, uh, hopefully Murphy and the Ranger coaching staff can get the most out of the power play unit for the Rangers. And it will ultimately be a top 10 unit in the NHL. I think that's a realistic goal and something that the Rangers should definitely be striving for. But in just a second, I'm going to go ahead and share some of my thoughts on the trade rumors that seem to be swirling around Pavel Buchnevich right now. I will kind of just weigh the pros and cons and just kind of talk you guys through it. And you guys can let me know what you think as well. Uh, We will get into that in just a second here. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so like I said, we're going to go ahead and address some of these trade rumors that seem to be surrounding Pavel Buchnevich over these past couple of days here. And let me just preface the whole thing by saying that I really like Pavel Buchnevich. I'm a big fan of any player who consistently gets better and better and better with every passing season. I mean, I think a lot of people would probably agree there. But Pavel Buchnevich, a former third-round pick, and he is someone who the Rangers actually hit on. You know, the Rangers... Over the years, over these past decade, maybe 15 years or so, they've had their fair share of swings and misses when it comes to the NHL draft. The fact that they got a player as good as Pavel Buchnevich in the third round, that's definitely a hit. They deserve some credit for doing that. And I must also say, though, that the Rangers are kind of in a tough spot when it comes to Pavel Buchnevich because he is coming off of a two-year, $6.5 million deal. So that's obviously an average annual value of $3.25 million. And given the season that he just had, the best of his NHL career, it is more than a safe assumption that he will be getting a raise. And he is a restricted free agent for the Rangers right now. He has arbitration rights. The Rangers, they're in a tough spot because... Do you sell him now, trade him now, while his value is high, while it's basically never been higher? Like we said, the best season of his NHL career this past season. Are you willing to sell high on him? Like, if you're the Rangers, and you're Chris Drury or whoever else is in the front office, are you of the opinion that this is the best that Pavel Buchnevich is ever going to be? Has he kind of hit his ceiling this past season? Is that as good of a season as he's ever going to have in the NHL. The case can certainly be made. The case can also be made that Pavel Buchnevich is just beginning to come into his own, just beginning to become the complete package, and just beginning to be the player that the Rangers thought that they were picking when they chose him in the third round of the NHL draft. He is 26 years old, so it could really go either way. But if you're the Rangers and you believe that he has kind of reached his full potential or at least gotten very, very close to his full potential, his ceiling as a player in the NHL, then... I can understand why, and I'm not campaigning for this, but I can at least understand why I get where the Rangers are coming from if they are going to look to trade him. I do, however, have a couple of rules, a couple of provisions for the New York Rangers if they are going to trade Pavel Buchnevich. This is not a move that I would do it just to do it. I mean, first of all, the Rangers, they project to have about $23 million in cap space heading into this offseason, so it's not like they're in a position where they can't possibly even think about giving Pavel Buchnevich a new contract. That is not the case at all. 
But again, there is a case to be made that he is coming off of his best season and he can look to sell high a little bit here. Uh, part of the reason why the Rangers might look to do so is the simple fact that they are pretty much loaded at the wing position. I mean, they're a little bit more deep at left wing than they are at right wing. At left wing, I mean, you've got Panarin, you've got Lafreniere, you've got Kreider. At right wing, you've got Buchnevich, you've got Kako, and you've got Vitaly Kravtsov. And for the purposes of evaluating whether Pavel Buchnevich should be traded or not, I'm going to operate under the assumption that Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Kako, and Vitaly Kravtsov will all go on to be very strong players in the NHL, will all go on to have really nice careers. And if you look at that right wing position specifically, you've got Buchnevich, Kako, and Kravtsov. Now, Kako and Kravtsov are both still on their entry-level contracts. They are both cost-controlled by the Rangers. It's going to be a long time before either one of them gets anywhere near unrestricted free agency, and the Rangers might feel that going into next season, let these two kids be the top two right-wingers and trade Buchnevich for something that you might need. But getting back to what I just talked about a second ago, I'm not giving away Pavel Buchnevich unless it is for something very specific. First of all, for starters, let me get this out of the way. There is no way that I'm trading Pavel Buchnevich for draft capital. I'm not going to give away Pavel Buchnevich to any team for like a second round draft pick. And there might be people that hear that and say, well, you know, the Rangers, they don't even have a second round draft pick this year. It might be nice to have one if they could get a second rounder for Pavel Buchnevich. I hear what you're saying, but I really, to be frank, don't care. The Rangers are the youngest team in the NHL still. They've gone through this massive rebuild. They've had to trade player after player after player uh, a couple of seasons ago, you know, Zuccarello and Nash and McDonough, and Girardi, the list goes on and on. JT Miller, uh, we could be here all day if we list everybody. But they had to move all these players to acquire prospects and draft capital. We're done with that, okay? We're beyond that point now. That was a couple of seasons ago. There's talks of this rebuild being over, and I think it, if it's not over, it's at least uh, pretty close to being over. There's always tinkering going on with every team in the NHL, and there's always uh, some moves being made where you look to either free up cap space or bring in this player or bring in that player, try to get it a little younger. So there's always going to be a little bit of retooling and remodeling as far as the roster is concerned. But as far as being in full-fledged rebuild mode, I believe that it is over. I have no interest in moving a guy who was the right winger on your top line for the vast majority of at least the past two seasons. I have no interest in moving that guy for a draft pick. The Rangers are stockpiled with enough young players and enough prospects. We don't need it anymore. And I think for the most part, and I think anyone who's listened to this would agree, I've mostly been patient when it comes to this Ranger rebuild. You know, it's tough to say goodbye to those players. I'm sure you guys felt the same way. But I think for the most part, we all collectively as Ranger fans have been patient with this rebuilding process. I don't have the patience for the Rangers to trade away a guy who is clearly going to be in their top six if he remains with the team in Pavel Buchnevich to trade him away for, you know, a first or second round draft pick that won't be joining the Rangers for at least, you know, two or three seasons or however long it takes. And there's no guarantees that that player will even be as good as Pavel Buchnevich. So we're not going to trade Buchnevich for a draft pick. We are done with that. We are moving on. This is the team we're going forward with for the most part. Um, another thing, you know, you hear Pavel Buchnevich's name come up in trade talks and, you know, what could the Rangers be looking to get in exchange for Buchnevich? I've heard some chatter that maybe they would look to bring in a defenseman. I have no interest in that either. It's not to say that there aren't defensemen out there that could be had in a Pavel Buchnevich trade that couldn't help the Rangers. There certainly are. But when you look at the free agent class this season, there's a lot of pretty big name solid defensemen who are available. You know, you've got Dougie Hamilton, if you really want to swing for the fences. You've got Alec Martinez, who we've talked about before. You've got Adam Larson. There's a handful of other guys as well. And so I don't really see the need to trade Pavel Buchnevich 
for a defenseman when you could just go out in free agency and sign one of these guys yourself. And I realized, okay, they're going to get paid. They're going to get nice contracts. But like we just talked about a couple of minutes ago, the Rangers have $23 million in cap room. And this past offseason, I didn't expect the Rangers to be big players in free agency. And as it turns out, they were not. I mean, I think the only actual free agents that they brought in were Kevin Rooney and Jack Johnson. But this year, I think it's different. I think you're going to see the Rangers sign one or two pretty notable free agents. And again, you can get a free agent defenseman, so there's no reason to trade Pavel Buchnevich away to pick up a defenseman. And I realize, you know, you'd be not having to pay Buchnevich, so you'd save a little bit of cap room, but we just talked about this. The Rangers have a good amount of cap room, so there's no reason to trade Buchnevich for a defenseman. So we've already ruled out wing and defenseman. I, we can rule out goalie as well because we've got the franchise goalie. It would have seen in Igor Shesterkin. The only way I'm moving Pavel Buchnevich is for a bona fide, rock-solid center. And if this happens, then Pavel Buchnevich should just about get the deal done on his own. I mean, you might have to throw in a couple of other things depending on what center we're talking about here. You might have to throw in a draft pick. You might have to throw in another young player, maybe like a Braden Schneider, somebody who hasn't debuted in the NHL as of yet. But we've been talking about Ranger trade targets over these past couple of weeks here, guys that they might be interested in. Uh, We've really kind of focused in on center, but we've talked about some wingers as well. Just to throw out a couple of names for you guys. I mean, we all know about Jack Eichel. He's obviously somebody who's been linked to the Rangers for about a decade now, it feels like. We've talked about Mark Shifley, who I absolutely love. Like, let me use Shifley as an example. If the Rangers wanted to acquire Mark Shifley in a trade, I'm not blind. I realize that you got to give something pretty significant up to get him. And if Pavel Buchnevich has to be part of a trade package to acquire Mark Shifley, I'm really high on Shifley. So I would do that. I would actually make that trade Buchnevich for Shifley straight up. The Rangers deal from a position of strength to address a position of weakness in center. So that's a name that I would consider. Jack Eichel, I'm not willing to give away Pavel Buchnevich plus K. Andre Miller plus two first-round draft picks plus whoever else the Buffalo Sabres are going to insist on. So I'm not really feeling that either. I mean, Johnny Gaudreau, I don't really see the Rangers necessarily needing him. I don't think that I would give away Pavel Buchnevich in a trade package for Gaudreau. Tarasenko, we talked about him not too long ago. He does intrigue me a little bit because you know that the talent is there. The biggest problem with him right now is that there are injury question marks. He's missed a lot of games due to injury over these past two seasons. But that's also why I see Tarasenko as a little bit of a buy-low candidate. So if the Rangers wanted to try to strike some deal with the Blues and deal Pavel Buchnevich for Tarasenko, I would at least be somewhat open to that because you know the talent that Tarasenko has. And I think his recent injury history makes him a very intriguing buy-low candidate as it pertains to a trade. So it's something I would be open to, but I'll tell you this right now. If the Rangers were going to make a trade to acquire Tarasenko and it involves Pavel Buchnevich, it better not involve much else other than Pavel Buchnevich because Buchnevich is three years younger than Tarasenko. He's making less money, or, you know, he's going to have a new contract, but I still think when that's done, he'll be making less money than Tarasenko. And I'm not even 100% convinced that Pavel Buchnevich won't have a better season than Vladimir Tarasenko next year. And that's regardless of wherever these two men end up playing, because obviously it could go a lot of different ways with both players. So if I'm dealing for Tarasenko and I got to include Buchnevich, that's the trade. I mean, maybe you get like a mid-round draft pick thrown in there as well if you're the Blues, but yeah, Buchnevich for Tarasenko, straight up, I would at least be open to that. But again, I'm not banging my fists on the table and actively clamoring for that to happen. So those are basically my general thoughts on Pavel Buchnevich. I'm not going to sit here and say that he should be completely untouchable or there's no chance that the Rangers could or should or would trade him under any circumstances. I do like Buchnevich, and again, I wouldn't just give him away, but I would caution the Rangers to be careful here. Don't 
think that you just have to sell high on this guy just for the purposes of selling high on him. Make sure that if you're going to trade Buchnevich, you get something very significant and someone who is ready-made to join the Rangers. I am not interested in prospects. I am not interested in draft picks. And I'm really not interested in defensemen either. Uh, to me, if you're trading Buchnevich, you should be looking for a bona fide rock-solid center. And Buchnevich could kind of be the centerpiece of the package that you give to the Jets for Mark Shifley. Or I suppose that you give the Sabres for Jack Eichel. If for anybody who out there is, is still pretty high on Jack Eichel, possibly coming to the Rangers. You guys know I've been lukewarm on Eichel, uh, but I can at least understand the Rangers making a deal like that. But don't give him away just for the sake of giving him away. Don't feel like you have to sell high. Pavel Buchnevich might very well just be coming into his own as an NHL player. He might be just entering his prime seasons here, and he might be a very good player for this Ranger team for many years to come if he is allowed to stick around, if you can work out a new contract with him. And that's easier said than done. There's obviously a lot of give and take when it comes to contracts. And again, the Rangers might see this as a prime sell-high opportunity, but just be careful here. Be careful. I will have more thoughts on Pavel Buchnevich potentially being traded as the days and weeks go on here. I'm sure this is a storyline that we will continue to track. And of course, if a deal is actually struck, then we'll be all over that as well. That's pretty much it for today. Uh, the only news is that the Minnesota Wild have bought out a pair of players, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. I haven't even really had time to process this, but we will continue to track players that are being bought out and kind of look at them and determine if there's any potential fit with the New York Rangers. My first instinct here tells me that I'm not really that interested in either of these two players. I mean, maybe Suter a little bit more than Parise, but we will dive into that in a future episode, likely in tomorrow's episode. And I think that on Friday, what we'll do is we will take a look at Gerard Gallant's biggest challenges with the New York Rangers. What are some of the biggest obstacles that he's going to have to overcome as the head coach of this team if they're going to ultimately win a Stanley Cup under his watch? And then we've also got our 400th episode coming up. So if anybody has any questions that they'd like me to answer on that 400th episode, definitely send an email or DM me on Twitter. You can reach me at LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Or you can send me a DM on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, this is Shohei Otani's world, and we are all just living in his greatness. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.